Liquid biopsies for residual disease and recurrence. A review by Jonathan Chin Ming Wen, Needs and Rosenfeld, and others from Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, New York, USA, and other institutes. Cell 2021. Summary Detection of minimal residual disease in patients with cancer who are in complete remission with no cancer cells detectable has the potential to improve recurrence-free survival through treatment selection. Studies analyzing circulating tumor DNA, ctDNA, in patients with solid tumors suggest the potential to accurately predict and detect relapse, enabling treatment strategies that may improve clinical outcome. Over the past decade, essays for circulating tumor DNA detection in plasma samples have steadily increased in sensitivity and specificity. These are applied for the detection of residual disease after treatment and for earlier detection of recurrence. Novel clinical trials are now assessing how assays for residual disease and recurrence, RDR, may influence current treatment paradigms and potentially change the landscape of risk classification for cancer recurrence. In this review, we appraise the progress of RDR detection using circulating tumor DNA and consider the emerging role of liquid biopsy in the monitoring and management of solid tumors. Circulating tumor DNA and liquid biopsies Circulating fragments of cell-free DNA were first described in 1948 by Mendel and Metius. These were the subject of infrequent study. However, that stated to change after proof-of-principle studies demonstrated the potential clinical utility of detecting circulating tumor DNA in the 1990s. For example, DNA fragments carrying mutations in the KRS gene were identified in the plasma of patients with pancreatic cancer using allele-specific polymerase chain reaction, PCR. Multiple studies using sensitive maturation analysis in plasma of cancer patients and xenograft models confirmed that circulating tumor DNA fragments are derived from cancer cells and could be used as a quantitative marker to assess cancer disease burden. In parallel, the introduction of massively parallel or next-generation sequencing, NGS, has enabled breathtaking progress in cancer genomics from both tissue and body fluid samples. Tissue samples are the gold standard for cancer diagnosis, but are in many cases not available for analysis. In contrast, blood samples are minimally invasive and can be collected frequently, mitigating the practical limitations of tumor biopsy. Circulating tumor DNA analysis may sample mutations released from genetically heterogeneous tumors. Through subclonal mutations can be challenging to detect in plasma. Blood-based genetic and genomic tests have emerged and now referred to as liquid biopsy. Circulating tumor DNA can be detected at varying concentrations across multiple cancer types and disease stages. In patients with advanced stage disease, while levels of circulating tumor DNA are higher, detection of genomic alterations in specific genes by analysis of plasma samples can be used to guide targeted therapies. And analysis of circulating tumor DNA can be used to assess overall maturation rates. 
which has the potential to inform on the likelihood to efficacy of immunotherapies. Circulating tumor DNA concentrations or fractional concentration can be monitored over time to assess the response to treatment or identify progression. Changes correlate with both clinical and radiological outcomes and can provide early prognosis and predictive information. For patients with early-stage solid tumors, circulating tumor DNA testing may identify patients who have residual disease or recurrence after potentially curative treatments. On the basis of this evidence, multiple clinical trials have been initiated to evaluate the clinical validity and utility of this approach, with increasing attention and progress towards the early detection of solid tumors. The relevance and importance of detecting minimal residual disease, MRD, and recurrence may transform the optimal treatment paradigm through more timely interventions. In this review, we discuss current evidence for circulating tumor DNA-based testing for residual disease and recurrence RDR, a praise ongoing efforts to demonstrate the clinical benefit of such approaches, and discuss the challenges the field faces before circulating tumor DNA may be implemented in routine care. Introducing RDR In patients with solid tumors following curative treatment, patients may develop detectable signs of relapse, similar to MRD testing in hematology, where the term was first coined. Circulant tumor DNA may have utility for residual disease detection following curative intent treatment and during the surveillance period for relapse. Patients at high risk of either residual disease or relapse may require escalation of treatment or alternative agents. Given the two prolonged aim of circulating DNA testing at these different time points following curative treatment, we suggest a composite term for RDR testing. Circulating tumor DNA analysis with sensitive methods may be able to detect disease before conventional methods such as protein-based blood biomarkers and medical imaging, providing an early window of intervention. A principal goal of RDR testing is to be able to stratify patients by occurrence risk and thereby intervene in a timely and appropriate manner. Preliminary observations so far suggest that patients who are RDR tend to have a lower risk of distant recurrence and could be observed safely. Conversely, those who are RDR positive may benefit from adjuvant therapy or enrollment in a clinical trial. Whether or not RDR-directed approaches would deliver better results remains to be confirmed. We discuss the currently unfolding evidence of this landscape below. If demonstrated to have clinical utility, RDR surveillance may be applied following surgical resection or radical radiotherapy plus minus adjuvant chemotherapy across multiple cancer types where patients are at high risk of relapse. Existing assays for cancer markers such as proteins or antigens, for example, carcinoembryonic antigen CEA used clinically in the management of colorectal cancer, CRC, have low specificity and sensitivity and thus may be challenging to interpret. 
In stage 4 cancer, RDR surveillance may be utilized for curative resection of metastases confined to a single site, for example, CRC metastasis to a liver. RDR testing may also have utility following new adjuvant immunotherapy in patients with mismatch repair deficient CRC, where patients whose circulating tumor DNA became undetectable may be able to defer surgery or radiation. Initial RDR assays targeted single loci with no mutations or gene panels of limited breadth and have subsequently broadened to cover multiple markers present in the tumor through sequencing of larger fixed panels of genes or methylation sites or by deep sequencing of patient-specific mutation panels. Regardless of the technical approach taken, assays for RDR require sensitivity and specificity. High positive predictive value, PPV, would be important for treatment escalation decision-making and high negative PV for treatment de-escalation. Both parameters are important considerations for optimizing patient care, minimizing both over and under treatment. Furthermore, assay turnaround times should be in a clinically relevant time frame through patient-specific approaches are inherently more complex than PCR-based approaches. Regardless of the technical approach used, all the says should be reported in a manner that is easy to interpret. Appraising the evidence for RDR detection using circulating tumor DNA. Similar to the hierarchy of evidence-based medicine studies assessing circulating tumor DNA for RDR detection have transitioned from retrospective analysis to prospective studies and now the field is looking toward interventional randomized controlled trials. The initial evidence to support ongoing and future circulating tumor DNA guided trials were generated mostly of the latter half of the past decade highlighting the pace at which the field is testing the possible clinical utility of circulating tumor DNA in RDR. Initial evidence for RDR detection. The early studies in the circulating tumor DNA RDR field were in CRC and breast cancer, two of the most common cancers worldwide. First, DILD and other utilize a personalized digital PCR approach combined with flow cytometry termed beaming, beads, emulsion, amplification, and magnetics. In patients with CRC who had completed resections of the disease within 24 hours post-operatively, a 96.7% median decrease in circulating tumor DNA was observed, which continued to decrease to a 99% fall by the point of discharge. These rapid falls in circulating tumor DNA reflect the short life of cell-free DNA. Patients with incomplete resection, however, showed only a limited fall in circulating tumor DNA or had increasing circulating tumor DNA fractions post-operatively. For the first time, the prognostic potential of circulating tumor DNA detection was shown of 20 patients with isolated liver metastases undergoing partial hepatotomy, 16 patients had detected 
circulating tumor DNA following the metastectomy, and all but one of those patients relapsed within two years follow up, whereas none of the four patients with undetected circulating tumor DNA relapse. Numerous studies have since confirmed the prognostic validity of circulating DNA post-operatively in CRC. In breast cancer, the prognostic ability of circulating tumor DNA for identifying RDR was subsequently confirmed across multiple breast cancer subtypes in both independent retrospective and prospective studies they used droplet digital PCR, DDPCR. DDPCR, droplet digital PCR, improves on the specificity and sensitivity of PCR by partitioning DNA molecules into droplets, achieving sensitivity to 1 in 10 to the power 4 molecules or more and is a scalable method with fewer parameters than NGS panels. In a retrospective analysis of cohort of 55 patients with early-stage breast cancer who received new adjuvant chemotherapy followed by surgery, patient-specific DDPCR assays were used to identify residual disease following surgery with a hazard ratio HR of 25.1. During follow-up of the patients that did not relapse within circa two years, 96% did not have circulating tumor DNA detected in either the immediate post-operative sample or in follow-up samples. Of the seven patients with circulating tumor DNA detected post-surgery, six relapsed with a median time of relapse of six months. Given that an individual circulating tumor DNA test may result in false negatives in patients with low fractions of circulating tumor DNA, Repeated sampling at the same time point to increase blood volume tested or longitudinal sampling over time may improve RDR detection. In a separate retrospective study, sampling over time may improve RDR detection. In a separate retrospective study of 20 patients with stage 1 to 3 primary breast cancer DDPCI assays, targeting somatic arrangements were used. Circulating tumor DNA testing post-surgery showed accurate identification of patients with 93% and without late occurrence. And circulating tumor DNA detection showed a median lead time of 11 months compared to imaging. Further studies using PCR provided further evidence for circulating tumor DNA-based RDR detection particularly in cancer types with recurrent hotspot mutations regions, such as the BRAF V600 mutation locus in melanoma or the TP53 gene in ovarian cancer. Thus, in stage 2 and 3 melanoma, circulating tumor DNA detection with DDPCR for known tumor mutations post-operatively conferred a significant inferior recurrence-free survival. In ovarian cancer, circulating tumor DNA detection followed surgical resection and adjuvant therapy using patient-specific DDPCR was associated with a medium profession-free survival difference of two years. Although DDPCR assays have a high specificity and sensitivity for individual mutations and alleles, their practical ability to detect RDR is limited 
by the amount of materialized. Parallel analysis of multiple markets can reduce the impact of this constraint. Sequencing panels for RDR detection in non-metastatic disease. Following the introduction of targeted sequencing of either gene panels or patient-specific mutation lists in plasma circulating tumor DNA, RDR studies utilize personalized targeted sequencing assays, leveraging their high sensitivity for multiple tumor-identified mutations. In patients with stage 1 to 3 CRC using a targeted sequencing panel on patient plasma at post-operative day 30, circulating tumor DNA detection was shown to be prognostic of relapse and was similar for patients after adjuvant chemotherapy. Similar to the serial approach to circulating tumor DNA detection by Garcia Murillas and others, the prognostic ability of RDR testing improved further when two or more positive circulating tumor DNA samples were observed. Numerous studies in other cancer types confirmed the prognostic potential of circulating tumor DNA for RDR detection. In patients with stage 1 to 3 non-small cell lung cancer undergoing curative intent treatment, circulating tumor DNA was detected in the first blood sample post-therapy in 94% of patients who went on to experience recurrence whereas none of the patients in whom circulating tumor DNA was consistent and detected had relapsed during 36 months of follow-up. In a study of patients with localized advanced bloody cancer, circulating tumor DNA detection using personalized sequencing panels after cystectomy was the strongest factor for prediction of RFS, more so than the lymph node status before cystectomy and pathological downstaging. In patients with stage 1 to 3 gastric cancer who underwent resection with curative intent, circulating tumor DNA positively any time during post-operation follow-up was associated with worse disease-free survival, DFS, and overall survival, OS. Over time, NGS approaches for RDR have targeted an increasing number of mutations in plasma. To minimize the number of mutations, targeted personalized sequencing approaches are generally used. For example, a method called targeting digital sequencing, TARDIS, simultaneously analyzed up to 115 mutations per patient from 33 women with stage 1 to 3 breast cancer. In a retrospective analysis, based on circulating tumor DNA concentrations from the assay, it was able to predict individuals who had residual disease with an AUC of 0.83. In another study, persons and others used hybrid capture methods to track hundreds of patient-specific mutations in 142 patients with early-stage breast cancer who received surgery with curative intent. Post-operatively, detection of circulating tumor DNA conferred an HR of 5.1 and at the one-year time point remained prognostic for outcome. RDR monitoring during immunotherapy Immune checkpoint blockade ICAB can produce durable clinical benefit for a subset of patients, though only a minority respond to treatment. Surveillance 
for relapse in patients undergoing immunotherapy may identify patients at a higher risk of relapse who may benefit from escalation of treatment or a treatment switch and thus may also be considered as RDR monitoring. In 2014, Lipson and others demonstrated the correlation between circulating tumor DNA and clinical and radiologic outcomes in 12 patients with metastatic melanoma who were treated with ICB. In particular, one patient who showed a sustained response to epilimumab also had a decline in circulating tumor DNA where it became undetectable for a 12-week period. Recently, Bratman and others assessed personalized circulating tumor DNA assays in patients with five different types of advanced solid tumors who were treated with pembrolizumab as part of the INSPIRE 2 trial. The change in circulating tumor DNA fraction from baseline to cycle 3, dichotomized into day positive or negative change, was significantly correlated with both PFS and OS. Interestingly, all 12 patients with circulating tumor DNA clearance during treatment were alive with a median of 25 months follow-up, whereas those with low but detectable circulating tumor DNA fractions had mixed responses, and those with rising circulating tumor DNA above baseline had the poorest response. Furthermore, an association has been shown between pre-treatment circulating tumor DNA fraction and survival across patients with multiple advanced stage tumor types who received durvalumab. Based on this finding, the ratio between on-treatment versus pre-treatment circulating tumor DNA fraction was shown to be associated with response according to response evaluation criteria in solid tumors, resist criteria. In the future, maximizing the number of circulating tumor DNA time points and clinical data points used in the prediction model may provide an even more accurate classification. Similar to the prognostic utility of RDR testing in patients with early-stage disease undergoing curative treatment, circulating tumor DNA dynamics in patients with advanced cancer undergoing ICB may also be associated with the response, except at higher circulating tumor DNA fractions. Combining circulating tumor DNA fractions dynamics and BTMB might produce an even greater classification ability. In the future, with greater sensitivity, RDR detection in early-stage disease may transition from binary classification of RDR plus RDR minus to more accurately risk stratified patients based on circulating tumor DNA dynamics at ultra-low fractions. Combination approaches for RDR detection So far, the RDR field has mostly focused on genomic sequence alterations and predominantly on point mutations, reflecting early proof-of-principle studies in the circulating tumor DNA space, with recent studies beginning to leverage additional signals. Methylated circulating tumor DNA may also identify RDI in patients with CRC postoperatively, serving as an independent prognostic marker, whereby methylated markers such as IKZF1, BLAT1 or YIF1NPY have been targeted using PCR. 
Furthermore, a combination of genomic alterations, mutations, and epigenomic signatures has been shown to be prognostic in post-surgical plasma samples from patients with early-stage CRC. There have been numerous combinations of markers tested for the early detection of cancer, for example, by combining protein in single nucleotide variant SNV markers, or integrating SNV and copy number aberration CNA data. And this trend towards combinational cancer marker-based detection is also occurring in RDR space, building on the known correlation between circulating tumor DNA and circulating tumor cell CTC concentrations, a secondary analysis of 196 patients with early-stage triple negative breast cancer from the BRE1258 phase 2 randomized control trial RCT was performed to assess the ability of circulating tumor DNA and circulating tumor cells to identify RDR after new adjuvant chemotherapy. Circulating tumor DNA and circulating tumor cells were independently associated with disease recurrence, though combining circulating tumor DNA and circulating tumor cells produced a non-significant increase in discriminatory capacity for RDR compared to circulating tumor DNA alone. While larger studies would enable the identification of small improvements in RDR detection through combinations of markers, basic and translational research identifying both correlated and non-correlated cancer markers to circulating tumor DNA remain important. Identification of novel cancer markers highly correlated to circulating tumor DNA may not provide much additional information Thus, independent classifiers for cancer should be sold. RDR approaches may benefit from combining circulating tumor DNA detection with other data modalities, such as radiological or clinical data. In a retrospective analysis of 45 patients treated with chemoradiotherapy for localized esophageal cancer, while circulating tumor DNA predicted recurrence in 71% of patients, and Metabolic imaging identified 57% of patients. The combined approach predicted progression in 100%. Previous studies have demonstrated the potential sensitivity and specificity benefit of a multiple analyte blood test approach, whereby protein markers are tested alongside circulating tumor DNA for early stage cancer detection. Alternatively, circulating tumor DNA data may be combined with radiomics i.e. the extraction of multiple features from imaging data or with clinical data pre-treatment or during treatment. Similar to the practice of medicine, where multiple markers are considered in the context of patient's history, multi-parametric classifiers may provide a more sensitive and specific approach than circulating tumor DNA alone. Testing the clinical utility of circulating tumor DNA for RDR with interventional trials. While there is an increasing body of evidence supporting the clinical validity of circulating tumor DNA in the RDR setting as a prognostic marker, where this information translates into clinical benefit is yet unproven. Previously, in the context of metastatic disease, the feasibility of circulating tumor DNA guided therapy has been demonstrated through clinical trials such as NEXT2. 
Now, circulating tumor DNA guided randomized and non-randomized clinical trials for RDR are underway, representing an important step towards circulating tumor DNA guided therapy and potential clinical utility. Circulating tumor DNA guided clinical trials for RDR are taking a number of approaches to trial design. First, trials may screen patients upfront using circulating tumor DNA testing, then randomize patients to adjuvant treatment arms, which can be used to guide either treatment escalation and or de-escalation. Alternatively, trials to assess the potential clinical benefit of utilizing liquid biopsy-based stratification may randomize patients to circulating tumor DNA testing or observation. Comparisons between circulating tumor DNA guided treatment or standard of care may also take a case-controlled trial approach, though they are subject to a greater risk of bias compared to randomized trials. Test then randomized clinical trials. The early randomized interventional circulating tumor DNA guided trial for residual disease was performed by the Hong Kong NPC study group 0502 who carried out a multi-center circulating tumor DNA-guided RCT in patients with locally advanced nasopharyngeal cancer, NPC, detection of Epstein-Barr virus, EBV, circulating fragment DNA six to eight weeks after the completion of primary treatment with either radiotherapy or chemotherapy was used to guide decision-making. Multiple copies of Epstein-Barr virus circulating fraction DNA are present in the circulation for each tumor cell and thus ABV circulating fragment DNA serves as a relatively sensitive but not specific marker of NPC. Patients with detected ABV circulating fragment DNA were randomized to either chemotherapy or observation. However, no significant difference in 5-year RFS was observed between treatment arms in this high-risk group. The lack of benefit may be associated with 85% of patients having received priosis platin and thus may have been resistant to further platinum-based therapy. Therefore, a follow-up study is being carried out, excluding patients who received poor chemotherapy for NPC. This initially negative result underscores the requirement for both a high-risk RDR code and an efficacious treatment. Ultimately, randomized trials comparing CT-DNA-guided intervention versus no intervention are required to determine if RDR-guided therapy is associated with a reduced risk of relapse and longer OS. Furthermore, Determination of endpoint surrogacy might require multiple randomized trials to prove the relationship between the effect of treatment on the RDR state and the effect of treatment on survival or other clinical benefit endpoints. In patients with moderate high-risk end-stage TNBC and TRANC-TN trial-randomized RDR plus patients based on circulating tumor DNA to either escalation of therapy to pembrolizumab or to continue with observation. Similarly, the LIDA and DER phase 2 studies in early stage ER plus HER2 breast cancer both randomized RDR plus patients to CDK46 inhibitors such as palbocyclib and ribocyclib versus standard of care endocrine therapy. 
in NSCLCE, the potential utility of adjuvant durvalumab in patients with stage 1, 2, 3 NSCLC with RDR plus detected following surgery or radiotherapy is being tested in the MERMAID 2 trial using personalized circulating tumor DNA sequencing assay. The LUN0115 on course study follows a similar design using non-personalized assays. Molecular complete response MCR assessed by circulating tumor DNA clearance might in future serve as a surrogate endpoint in cancer types where the NPV is high enabling drug development trials to be accelerated. MCR as a primary endpoint may be reportable early based on patient's RDR status during the trial before a fixed number of clinical events occur. Alternatively, following curative intent treatment, circulating tumor DNA-guided trials may enable window of opportunity trials to be performed, which are defined as trials exploiting the window of time before one intervention and another. Aside from treatment escalation, tests then randomized clinical trials may also enable treatment de-escalation sooner based on circulating tumor DNA response clearance. Appropriately, time de-escalation can reduce the exposure to unnecessary side effects and treatment costs, though achieving significant differences in outcomes in such studies can require large numbers of patients. Currently, as part of the GALAXY study of patients with stage 2 to 4 CRC RDR plus patients can enroll in the ALTA trial for randomization of trifluoridine tip RCL or placebo, and RDR patients can enroll in the VEGA study which tests the non-inferiority of placebo versus adjuvant capacity oxyplatin. Capox. Randomized then test clinical trials. Other RCT designs testing the utility of CT DNA guided treatment of RDR may randomize patients to circulating tumor DNA analysis as the trial intervention compared against standard of care follow up without circulating tumor DNA testing. Once randomized to circulating tumor DNA guided therapy, treatment decisions can be either escalated or de-escalated and could be either prescribed in the trial design or subject to clinician discretion. In some studies of this type, testing is performed on all patients, with some of them randomized to be blinded to results, though this does not affect the logical design of the trial. This approach enables retrospective comparisons and can reduce the risk of bias due to factors that can affect the success rates of sampling or analysis. Currently, large clinical trials such as MedDocCreate, COBRA and Dynamic2 are randomizing patients with stage 2 CRC to either circulating tumor DNA testing or standard of care. Patients with circulating tumor DNA detected post-operatively are escalated to adjuvant chemotherapy. For patients with stage 3 CRC, the Dynamic 3 trial has two aims, to evaluate whether treatment escalation strategy is superior to standard of care in terms of RFS 
and whether a treatment de-escalation strategy is non-inferior to standard of care. Although well-conducted RCTs remain the gold standard, case control studies examining the impact of personalized sequencing on adjuvant treatment decisions in CRC patients after surgery are also being set up, such as the bespoke study. This study aims to recruit over a thousand patients across over 50 sites in the US to estimate the impact of circulating tumor DNA on immunotherapy escalation and de-escalation decisions in a real-world setting. Meta-analysis across the range of different study designs should be performed so that the robust conclusions and the clinical utility of RDR testing can be determined. Technical and clinical challenges facing RDR assays Clinical challenges While exciting progress has been made in this field clinically and preclinically, there remain significant hurdles to overcome. Although the concept of early cancer detection and treatment may enable any recurring disease to be treated earlier, it has not yet been proven that doing so would result in a clinical benefit. We are mindful of cancer biomarker studies such as MRC-OV05, which showed no evidence of survival benefit with early treatment of ovarian cancer relapse on the basis of a raised CA125 concentration alone. However, protein markers such as CA125 are less sensitive in detecting MRD and may be not specifically raised for multiple reasons. In contrast to circulating tumor DNA that can detect residual disease at earlier metastatic states when it is potentially more susceptible to eradication by escalated adjuvant systemic therapies. Also, there has been a paradigm shift in the management of advanced recurrent ovarian cancer since OV05 study was published. With a much greater role for secondary surgery, it is not known whether the early identification of cancer recurrences with a lower volume of disease increases the rate of complete cytoreduction, which in turn could have a positive impact on long-term survival. Nonetheless, advances in liquid biopsy should go hand-in-hand hand with novel treatments to maximize the clinical benefit of novel diagnostic and therapeutic strategies. Technical Challenges Recent RDR studies were able to detect circulating tumor DNA approximately up to a year before clinical radiological relapse. Although this varies substantially for different cancer types and disease stages settings, could this lead time to recurrence be pushed further or will a limit be reached? When the number of cancer cells releasing DNA is very small, the concentration of circulating tumor DNA fragments in the blood will be so low that the probability to detect them will be low even with multiple markers and multiple blood draws and analysis. Furthermore, as circulating tumor DNA assays become more sensitive, they may increasingly encounter the confounding effects of clonal hematopoieties CH. Techniques such as size selection for short circulating fragment DNA fragments, which tend to be tumor derived, may both boost sensitivity for RDR and mitigate effect of CH. The likelihood of false positive results due to CH can further be reduced by deep sequencing or PCR analysis.
of white blood cells. In some cases, individual mutations identified at the time of recurrence can provide information that can help guide further treatment, in a similar manner to the identification of resistance mutations in advanced disease. The field of RDR has a variety of commercial technologies available with different performance characteristics, including limit of detection and specificity. Thus, the cut-off for stratification of RDR plus and RDR minus will vary in each case. Some approaches have sought to mitigate false positives by requiring two or more plasma samples after surgery to be positive or at least two variants to be detected. With future improvements in sensitivity and accumulation of data at extreme sensitivity, it may be possible to explicitly define clinically meaningful detection thresholds, which are currently implicit in the limits of detection of each one of the assays. Assuming circulating tumor DNA sensitivity does improve and low circulating tumor DNA fractions become more readily measurable, how then should small changes in fraction be interpreted? A set of criteria for circulating tumor DNA interpretation analogous to resist criteria for defining stable disease or progression would need to be defined through correlation between circulating tumor DNA levels, changes in clinical and neurological outcomes. Future Directions Increasing body of retrospective studies to date have paved the way toward clinical implementation of liquid biopsies. Ongoing clinical trials are praising the utility of circulating tumor DNA-based RDR assays in diverse soy tumors. In parallel, new approaches for testing circulating tumor DNA emerging, which may provide further technical improvements in sensitivity and specificity. Over time, clinical trials testing the utility of fragmentomic, methylomic and nucleosomic circulating fragment DNA assays for RDR detection will likely emerge. Some such approaches have shown an excellent ability to classify samples collected from cancer patients compared to health individuals. However, few have been tested in the target population and in the context of potential comorbidities that could lead to different biological signals in blood. Whether these methods perform equally well for RDR has not yet been tested. The relative contributions of tumor and non-tumor sources of such signals in blood has not been fully characterized. Detection of signal using such approaches, which are often organ-specific or cell-type specific, might be confounded by effects of treatment, which may result in long-lasting physiological responses such as healing or inflammation. Focusing on the target organs, lastly, current methods may not distinguish between a true recurrence of the primary tumor versus a new primary of the same type, which may have different pathologic or molecular subtypes and may require different treatment approaches. Increasingly large personalized sequencing panels for RDR detection are being explored. In NSCLC, as part of the Tracer X study, patient-specific uncoded multiplex PCR enrichment panels were generated for 78 stage 1-3 NSCLC patients who underwent surgery 
targeting a median of 196 mutations. In another study, in early-stage NSCLC analysis of 48 human-specific variants with a highly sensitive amplicon-based sequencing platform resulted in median detection lead times more than 200 days. Increasing the number of mutations targeted can push the sensitivity in order to reach detection levels of individual mutation carrying DNA fragments per million fragments sampled. As the number of mutations targeted by RDRSAs increases, SAs may identify not only RDR with high sensitivity, but also may identify clusters of mutations or individual mutations, enabling dynamic changes in clonal composition to be monitored in plasma. In the future, this may allow tailoring of treatment strategies for diseased relapse to account for clonal composition or particular mutant clones. Alternative body fluids may be increasingly used in circulating tumor DNA-guided trials and potentially in clinical practice too. Alternative methods of sample collection, such as the collection of dried blood spots or urine, may facilitate novel study designs involving self-collection. Further studies utilizing RDR tests then randomized approaches Self-collection may facilitate the screening of a larger population. Sampling fluids proximal to the resected tumor sites could also boost the detection rate of circulating tumor DNA, for example, by analysis of urine samples in patients treated for bladder cancer or cerebrospinal fluid CSF samples of patients with primary brain tumors. However, Given the invasiveness of lumbar puncture and recent improvements in methylation-based detection, plasma or urine may still be preferred over CESF. As the field of RDR testing matures, the patient experience and the views of all stakeholders in the process of RDR monitoring should be sought. Recent studies increasingly include outcome measures for acceptability and quality of life. Some patients may prefer to receive results of testing to help guide their choices, whether other patients may find it anxiety-inducing. And clinicians should be mindful of the psychological impact of novel molecular diagnostics on their patients. The field of circulating tumor DNA has rapidly generated evidence to support the setup of circulating tumor DNA-guided clinical trials, highlighting the growing confidence in liquid biopsy for potentially guiding treatment decisions. While there remain multiple hurdles to implementation of circulating tumor DNA for RDR monitoring in oncology, exciting progress has and is being made. Thank you for listening to this publication through PubReading. Please follow me on Twitter, PubReading, and on all other podcast platforms.